Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey, everybody. Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO, and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played Chuck Bass. Is this Michelle Trachtenberg? I'll never tell. Hey, I'm Taylor Momsen, and I played Jenny Humphrey. Hi, I'm Sebastian Stan, and I played Carter Payson. That was one of the reasons I liked the character Jenny so much, is that she was very relatable. The whole thing was such a joy for me to do, and I was just so thankful that people responded the way they did to what we were doing. This really was just, like, wonderful. I, like, have, like, warm feelings inside. Yeah, me too. I'm giving you air hugs. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver, and on my podcast, Mini Questions, I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers, like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry, journalist and television host Jeremy Clarkson. Editor-in-Chief of Instar Magazine, Laura Brown, and creative juggernaut, Goldie. Join me as we continue this exploration on Season 2 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Emma Watson is maybe, possibly, taking a break from acting. Dan Levy might have started a new tradition at Saturday Night Live. And we're talking about the Golden Globes with the hosts of Season Sessions. It's February 26, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And today we have yet another very special Friday guest host. It's Allie Hayes. Hi, Allie. Hi, Casey. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Of course. And for those who don't know, Allie is our resident horror expert, our movie expert. So we are so excited to have her today. And I am excited to be here. (laughs) Okay, so to start off the show, apparently Emma Watson is taking a break from acting. An unconfirmed report from Mail Online cites a publicist who says Watson is, quote, not taking on new commitments. The theory circulated by Mail Online is that Watson wants to spend more time with fiance Leo Robinton. The outpouring of support on social media was swift, with fans noting that Watson's roles, which ranged from Hermione Granger in Harry Potter to Meg March in Little Women, were all iconic in their own way. And Allie, I'm actually just kind of like bewildered by all of this. I'm like, 
okay, happy that all of her fans really jumped on this and her supporting her in like a very big way. But also she didn't verbally say she's retiring. <laughs> like, Completely. I, so I'm a little confused what's going on. Yeah, like she she just said she was taking a break. Can you imagine taking a break and then everyone just being like, we'll miss you. Like, it's <laughs> I didn't say I was taking, I'm coming back, please. <laughs> You're like, hey, I'm just taking a summer Friday. Yes, because I see my movies. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, very strange very strange it's nice to know that you have such a supportive fan base but at the same time truly please please still be supportive <laughs> all right so moving on dan levy has possibly started a new tradition at snl the actor left a note for the next host regina king in the dressing room where he told her quote you got this unquote which of course she does she's regina king Anyway, it appears to have caught on. King left a note of her own for Reggae Jean Page, who was touched by the kind words. Again, who wouldn't be when you are blessed <laughs> from the king, after all? <laughs> so now the question remains, did Page leave a note for Nick Jonas, who will be hosting this week? And what did it say? I have to know. Jonas, <laughs> Jonas' brother, post a picture. Okay, Ali, I'm actually genuinely concerned that Reggae might have not left a note <laughs> like because like what if he just thought it was a really nice note from regina king and it takes it takes it takes three things to become a pattern <laughs> so if he broke it he might have broken the pattern and i am concerned because this is making me tear up because i love when peers support other peers and Absolutely. i'm like oh no we must continue this new tradition oh my gosh that would be horrifying and embarrassing but also it's reggae john page he could do what he wants <laughs> <laughs> extremely hard. wait when did you watch us and did you hear the woman in the audience who just would scream every time he's on screen which was a lot because he was hosting the show i wanted to be like fun fact that was me but it wasn't <laughs> but it would have been you would have just heard my light gasping every time he came onto the screen uh all right, moving on. The Golden Globes are this weekend. And as we've established on this show, they suck. And they suck because we have so many issues with them. This is including, but not limited to, categorizing Minari as a foreign language film, snubbing I May Destroy You, you know, having no voting Black members, and dear God, the Emily in Paris nominations. We will never not be mad about that. To hash this all out, we're talking with Hanifa Rahman and Ada Anichi. They're the hosts of BuzzFeed's Season Sessions podcast, which covers Black British culture. Is this one of the most ambitious BuzzFeed podcast crossovers ever? Maybe. Who am I to say? I'm just a guest host here. <laughs> Hi, you two. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Uh, we're so happy to have you both, even though we do not want to talk about the Golden Clubs. <laughs> like, we're just like, we don't want to do it. <laughs> it's like you don't want to, but you have to. We have to. Uh. Okay. So is, out of the four of us, is anyone going to watch? I <sighs> love award shows. I know. I know. Yeah. But is there a red carpet this year? I love the red carpet. Is there a red oh. carpet this year? Oh, you know what? I would love to see like what weird thing they do instead. Like what? what's gonna happen but i know it's like one of those things i love award shows i grew up it's like a thing that my mom and i do together and so i'm like it is gonna take all my willpower to not do it but i usually liked it because of tina fey and amy poehler but as everyone's really realizing now and have been for the past you know 
five to 10 years. <laughs> she has done some not so great things when it comes to minorities and just her views on the world. So uh, I don't even know if that's who I want to be watching on the Golden Globes anymore. But it's it, so it's like, I'm like, okay, so if I don't want that and I don't want the show, am I going to watch? Uh, I don't know. I wish there was like a best of reel. <laughs> there oh, will yeah. Be that's, they'll be yeah, highlights. I'll just be on day. Twitter the next day. Yeah. Usually, just, I guess the benefit yeah. for us is the time difference. So my thing is like, am I really going to stay awake for this? <laughs> and like, probably not this year. So I'll just get the highlights the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we're all aware of this, but we've had so many issues with the Golden Globes this year. And that is an episode on its own. But this week, there was the revelation that there are no Black members on the HFPA, which clearly impacted what was nominated. And then, you know, among the many snubs was I May Destroy You. And I would love to hear your perspective on what it was like to see a show that was so about Black British culture be celebrated on the global stage and then just ignored. It's actually, I'm rarely shocked by these things, but I was honestly completely shocked. That was the kind of thing where we were just like the day before, like obviously I Made a Story is going to be nominated. That was just a given. So it actually left us like lost for words pretty much. And it didn't make any sense at all because... Obviously, because of shows like Emily in Paris were nominated. And I'm just like, was that nominated because of the popularity that was around it? And everyone was talking about it. So with I May Destroy You, everyone was talking about it. So even if you personally weren't into the show, you could see the hype and how much people loved it. So even taking from that, would you not just think this deserves a nomination even though it was a perfect show overall but yeah because every category could have had a nomination <laughs> like best supporting actor like everything and not one it's just a bit weird really no i mean it's absolutely wild the show i mean just not even just the writing and the acting the music the visuals you know and it is and and what you're talking about like how they were talking about People on Twitter are talking about Emily in Paris and they're talking about I May Destroy You. But there's a clear difference with I May Destroy You. People were talking about the impact of it. And so that's what's wild about it, too. Yeah, exactly. And I it was I think it was a kick in the teeth because I think it's one of those things where you always look at it and maybe think they don't care about what the UK is putting out. And yeah, we put out a lot of stuff like every country. You put out something that's kind of whatever, but then you have something that's so great. You're like, OK, everyone's going to recognize this. And if you can't recognize this from us, then what else are you going to recognize? Yeah, it just makes you question everything because it's like, wait, do I have bad taste? But then no, because no. everyone was saying I made a story was really good. <laughs> it we was all know it was good. So like, where did that connection end? What happened when they were voting? We spoke about this on our podcast, actually. Um, somebody in the UK had written a review and they'd kind of said along the lines of, when I was watching it, I thought this was really good. And I didn't even notice that the people were black. They were just people going through things. Uh, there was a lot of backlash over here over that because obviously that's super problematic. But I think that is genuinely a kind of thought that people may have when they're watching shows where they're majority black people. It's like, well, this is a black show for black people about black things when it's actually, it covered topics that resonate across the whole world with everybody. We need to remove this thing that black people being in stuff is just for black people. Like, I'm sorry, but if that's the case, then I can't watch anything that's on TV because I don't see myself like, like Shit's Creek, I'm sorry, I'm I don't see myself there. Like all these, Emily, like who is who is that? I can't relate. So then, how are we supposed to relate to that? But then you can't watch something that has black faces in, it and then you're like, you're confused. All of a yeah. sudden, it's like we're speaking a different language. <laughs> 
And here's my question. Who can relate to Emily in Paris? (laughs) (laughs) No one in the show can even relate to Emily or Perry for that matter. (laughs) So we've established the Golden Globes are dead to us. It's just they're dead. Let them lie. What would it look like if we wanted to create a new awards show, our own award show would we start by removing category barriers like language and gender what would the voting body look like would we expand categories beyond film and tv to social media maybe i'd love to hear your thoughts on it i'm not the categories i understand removing like gender for sure um i'm not too sure about the other categories because obviously you need you you do need some of those definitely just to like you know give people their their credits where credits are due um the voting it's weird to say i would love it to be a public vote Mm -hmm. but also you know when fans of something like i'm sorry but (laughs) if in any world bts is doing a soundtrack just know whether the song was good or not they're about to win (laughs) that one i think there should be some kind of explanation like the people voting have to say why yes. and have some kind of category. I don't know. You know, when you do exams, it's like, how good mm-hmm. well, this was the sentence structure? Maybe we look at like story arc, the character development, like break, really break it down because it is serious. So I think it should be treated as serious that, as that actually than, I, yeah. I love that that would be an amazing idea of like when you're also when it's being presented and saying like why and then it'd be like i feel like that would just be such a moving thing too to see like the art that people have created like you know even like for costume designers too this piece look at this color scheme they did like you know etc one thing that i also and i'm not clear on because again it's one of those things where you know i want to be a fly on the wall there's all this campaigning that goes on. It's like secret campaigning to like do. And I'm like, that's not fair. <laughs> I'm like, you shouldn't campaign for your show to win. It should be based on what you've done and created. And also that I'm sure there's money involved. So then mm-hmm. obviously if you're, and I, we're going to compare it to I May Destroy, if it's coming from, it was it HBO and the BBC, but if it's come from the UK, we definitely don't flush in money. So then it was already giving you, you're already on the back foot, but Emily in Paris has all Netflix money. So of course it will be right at the front. So yeah, that is completely unfair. I also feel like the board should be more international because there's so many, obviously we had the massive success of Parasite with the Oscars last year, but there's so many amazing international films that I think completely surpass what, what Hollywood is pushing out. And we just don't give them that little small category of like, oh, you can just put, it's not enough. As much as you want to like remove the categories, but also, okay, then remove the barriers. And then I guess when you're considering language, um, then you put it by language. And then I, then you, and then I know you'll end up having an award show that's four hours long. However, I think we should have a longer award show and give everybody their props. That's genuinely my dream is to have a whole day. I mean, I, I don't want to be like, you know, like I like it's categorized like women, like award shows, like V sports or whatever. But I'm like, I am being legitimate. It is my version of yes. the Super Bowl. So I would spend a whole day. I almost made the joke. Yeah, with a halftime show. Yeah. Like I halftime show in the Oscars. Oh yeah. That'd be great. Oh. Spend the Super Bowl. Get ev- everyone will want to perform. The red carpet will be like four hours long because you're getting everyone from ev- oh. all of these different countries. You see like loads of different styles, like everybody's repping their own tradition. I think we should do that, to be honest. We've all agreed on one change and that it's that they will be a day long. It's a day long affair. (laughs) 
Okay, we'll be right back to keep on talking about these damn Golden Globes. At Chief It, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. What's up, what's up? This is Robin Dixon, co-host of Reasonably Shady, which has just been nominated for an NAACP Image Award in the Outstanding Arts and Entertainment Podcast category. This is so big for Giselle and I. And of course, we must thank all of our fantastic listeners. But we need your help. Visit vote.naacpimageawards.net to vote for Reasonably Shady. That's vote.naacpimageawards.net. But don't wait. Voting closes on February 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And make sure to listen to Reasonably Shady every single Monday on the Black Effect Podcast Network. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grab to Monte Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow. Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. We're talking to Hanitha Rahman and Ada Anichi of BuzzFeed Season Sessions podcast about how we could all create a better award show than the Golden Globes, which should not be that hard. We all know there was a ton of great work that was snubbed this year. So now we're going to be talking about who and what we think should be honored. Let's start off with Best Actor. Okay, because it's Dreamworld, because I feel like this came out a bit too late for um, it to have been considered, but I don't know if you've seen It's a Sin. Oh no, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Well, the well, all of all of the men in that should be nominated. <laughs> <laughs> that that was honestly one of the most moving things that I've seen, and the performances were just so so real and so believable. Particularly Richie, um, Ollie Alexander actually played him. Maybe Michaela Cole, and then obviously Hanifa knows I ride hard for Reese Witherspoon. Um, so oh, like ooh, because yes. <laughs> between those between I May Destroy and Little Fires Everywhere, I oh was my like, gosh. No, I was blown away. What a stressful <laughs> you know watching what? experience. I was <laughs> I don't even know. I really didn't look at all of the nominations because you know, blown away by the big mm-hmm. names and stuff like that. But I think the show that like took my breath away and then the first season did too, but I love the haunting of Bly mm-hmm. Manor. And I thought that like Tania Miller and Rahul Kohli, they both just like were so emotional and I, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those under the radar shows, and I'm like, but you I mean Tania like literally had her whole episode that was basically just her. And I'm just like, I want to talk oh, about I this. Was gonna say, I want to talk don't about get me Ooh, so- I know what I want. I want a new in award shows. I want a category for best monologue. Excellent. <laughs> yes. yes. Best stand- Yes. <laughs> in over here we have the soap awards. Mm, and yeah, I, um, I, I watch them. <laughs> but they, they <laughs> do like, <laughs> best, best dramatic happens. performance. 
yeah honestly, is... of like the mess like endings and stuff like that you need yeah <laughs> and it's just like one scene is... yeah because sometimes the film's like you know par but there's right. one scene that's just like oh it could get oh everything God. for it i have a series on the site where i do like kind of i call it the fake academy awards because i'm real creative um and it's just me <laughs> so like i have best on screen chemistry of the year we go to this couple i had best scene i had best monologue best opening or best, best twist, twist best opening like that. shot that's what we need and it's like we need yeah. things like that to help push forward like you you don't even think of some movies as being like oh this isn't award worthy but then you think of like one fight scene in it that you're like the choreographer for this should get some which kind is of why stunts yes. stunts should get absolutely i'm sorry like marvel doesn't exist half of these films won't exist without stunts uh-huh. and you don't even realize like films that you won't even think had a stunt double in they do and they're literally they're literally putting yes. their life on the line so like award them do they have like a stunt award so they must have something i, hope I feel like it's one of those not um, televised I- awards which it should be yes yeah definitely okay i keep just thinking of categories i want which is further proving that it needs to be a day-long affair <laughs> but i really do get very upset when it comes to ya films and quote-unquote rom-com chick flicks that are given these titles from the patriarchy that are just like we're pushed to the side and i'm like i'm sorry but these these ya movies that are coming out are so impactful and meaningful and are just like more inclusive than they've ever been and it's just like so upsetting to me that we don't talk about them yeah yeah yeah. Like never have I ever. Mm, I, oh I think was really good, and I, we was, we spoke about this as well. Like if that had come out when I was fifteen, sixteen, that would have been like a complete game changer. And it's just pushed aside because it's kids doing it, it's children actors or whatever, and it's like, well, yeah, but they're talking about real things that we've all experienced, and it's really good. So they're doing more in the in the series than some of some of these big time directors have ever done. To be perfectly honest, oh my god! Even yes. like to all the boys, like having an Asian lead, oh, like yes. that was like every the second. I remember that trailer coming out, and people lost mm-hmm. their minds. So like, and it's a great it's a great trilogy. I've been in love with it since it started. So oh, give yes. it something. Just give it <laughs> give it the respect it deserves. <laughs> Even um, horror films. I was about when she was talking about the haunting of Bly Manor. I had to stop myself, (laughs) and I was like, I could go on for forty-five minutes. (laughs) Like Bloomhouse have like completely dominated the horror sphere, and like they're running it. But where where's the where's the recognition? deserved every. She deserved two because she played two characters: best actress, best supporting actress, and I will not rest until they are given to her retroactively. Exactly, but are they not recognizing horror as any? Like, do they think it just comes out of thin air? The paranormal series to me is like one of the best things that's ever been done. It's just like you don't even realize how good it is because you're so busy shitting yes. yourself. You don't even <laughs> you, you forget that there's actually like a very good story in here. And even between all the films, when it goes from the way that it links from the last to the first, I was like, yes. oh my god, I forgot because I've been screaming. For and so-, so much work goes into these <laughs> movies, and I do think on the note of YA that it's just a. Uh, literally as easy as being like well this one was good but you know it's the exception to the rule 
I want to talk about this for forever because we keep going yes. and, 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 <laughs> which I think pretty much proves that we have a long way to go and what we have now is not what we should have. But thank you both so yes. much for coming on today to talk about this with us. No problem. I can honestly shout about this all day. <laughs> yeah, good. I want to hear Thanks it. for having us. And you guys definitely have to come onto our podcast. Yes to talk about everything yes, we would maybe like to. after the golden yes. clothes and we'll just talk about how <laughs> uh, bad it was yeah yes exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> three hours oh, the, like the oscars is going to be on the way so i'm sure we're going to have we're going to have a lot to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great to be here you can listen to our show season sessions on all streaming platforms and followers on instagram at season bf to you know, just watch all the news that we put up. Like, you know, we're always talking about something. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, Golden Globes, we need you to get it together, please, for all of us. Anyway, BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bowser, Alan Haberchak, Julia Karen, and Erica Nedanine. Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Monkesha Tikadar, Samantha Hennig, and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. 